Man Up, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis, and today I am joined by my good friend, Father Mark McGeary, and we are going to discuss the very important topic of adoration, Eucharistic adoration. What is it? Why is it important? And just all, both of our experiences with it, and uh, excited to have him on for this great topic. Let's start in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. I have been uh, thinking about doing an episode uh, on adoration for a long time and knew I could not possibly do one by myself. Uh, and who better to have on than Father Mark McGeary, a man whose life was changed, uh, quite frankly, as you mentioned in the episode with me oh, last year. His vocation was changed through the practice of adoration. He clearly heard God's voice and his call uh, in adoration, and I'm sure we'll get into that at some point, but this idea of spending time with, with the Lord and giving him time, and I think it's 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 tough for some of us to, to spend time in quiet uh, and not know what to do and how we're supposed to do it and uh, why I should be doing it and all those things. So uh, we're going to spend time today and address those, the who, what, when, where, why, how, all those things of Eucharistic adoration. So stick around. Uh, we're going to head to a short break, and when we return, I will have on Father Mark McGeary to discuss this most important topic. Join Iowa Catholic Radio and Catholic United Financial Medicare experts on Friday, November 5th for a Medicare informational workshop at 11 a.m. or 4 p.m. at the new Iowa Catholic Radio location, 1355 50th Street, Suite 500 in West Des Moines. If you're 65 or older, it pays to do your homework, compare plans, and get a better understanding at this free Medicare educational workshop on Friday, November 5th at 11 a.m. or 4 p.m. Call Iowa Catholic Radio to RSVP at 515-223-1150. Space is limited. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. Golden Rule Heating and Cooling is a family-run business, reminding you of the Golden Rule. Treat others as you wish to be treated. Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. GoldenRulePHC.com Thank you, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. My help comes from you. You're right here Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. Excited today to have on a friend of mine, Father Mark McGeary, pastor, his own parish now, Saints John and Paul out in Altoona. Father Mark, welcome back to the show. I am excited to be here. It's always good to see you. Uh, it's always good to be seen on this side of the uh, on this side of the earth. I, I don't you know. This I, you know this is, well, you, uh, now our listeners will tell them what it is. Adoration. Adoration. So, Father Mark McGeary, if you've listened to our conversations in the past, we talked, we had a two-part episode about a year and a half ago on your vocation story, and a, and a piece of that was adoration. And so, as I was brainstorming, I, I knew, I've known for a while, that I want to have an episode on adoration. I think it's, it's super important. I do it once a week. So, there's, there's this is somewhat a selfish um, mode of reasoning for why I want to do this, A, for myself to learn, and then B, I think our listeners could all glean something out of this. So I'm, I'm thinking in my head, all right, I want to have an episode on adoration. 
the how, the what, the when, the where, the, all the things. Who better to have on than a guy whose life was changed by adoration? So thank you for joining me for this. So what is adoration? In its simplest form is, is adoration is spending time with he who you love so much to, uh, to build a, um, uh, a deep relationship. So I have a feeling, knowing you and knowing me, there will be no shortage of Father John Ricardo quotes uh, by the end of this by the end of this twenty minutes. Well, there is something that yes, he's. Uh, I, I recall John, Father John, as he was struggling, you know, with this. This was new to him, mm -hmm. and I remember him saying, praying over it with the Lord, and, and just he was feeling that the Lord was asking him to do this. Mm -hmm. So he finally did it. He was going to um, expose our our blessed Lord in the, the blessed sacrament after Mass. It was I think it was a five o'clock Mass on Saturday. And he went down and he, he put our Lord up, sat, got down on his knees, and was expecting fully for every after mass just to start piling out of the church. And after a while, after he just kind of realized, well, I'm not hearing a lot of noise. What's going on? And he you know, kind of turned around and saw that the church was just, nobody had left. Mm -hmm. So he just kind of heard, he kind of heard the Lord say, see, John, just put me up. I'll do the rest. Yeah. He's got a lot of great quotes. And a lot of great experiences uh, on this topic. And I mean, I've, I've heard him say many times that you know, just like you go out in the sun, S-U-N, and you get a tan just by standing there. You don't have to do anything. You just you just receive the light. You receive the sun and the nutrients and everything that comes along with it. Same thing when you go in front of the Blessed Sacrament of the Tabernacle or in Perpetual Adoration, you receive the grace and the rays of the sun, S-O-N. And just by being there. And I think anyone who's Anyone who spent any time in adoration would agree with that. And so I, the why to me and the what to me is, is clear in the fact that if you've done it, it's, you've never had a negative experience doing it. Just yeah. being there is, is good. And another line of Father John Ricardo, again, you and I together, it's just going to be constant. Ricardo quotes, it's just to waste time with God. You waste time with those whom you love. And so just, to, just as an old married couple sits in the same room and just enjoys each other's company or goes to dinner and they, they might not be talking the whole time, but they're just there enjoying each other's company. Same thing, right? So it's the same thing. So you say it is it is spending time with he who you love. What else is it? It's it's We are, we are basking in the light of the Eucharist. So obviously there's, there's clearly some Eucharistic background here that we could go into deeper. How does this even come about? Why are, why are we doing it? There's like, you know, there's historical context here that might people might be missing. It's a development of doctrine, really, our, our development mm -hmm. of time. So obviously, since the very, very beginning, if you go back to Scripture, and you have um, in John 6, when Jesus you know, asked to eat my body and drink my blood, and in um, the 66th verse, mm -hmm. where it, sa it says, many of those who are following him, many of his disciples said, this is hard to understand, and they left. And Peter said, um, "Lord, I'm going to. We're going to stick with you, right?" So I think adoration of our Lord, of knowing that He is in His body, blood, soul, and divinity, is how we stay very, very close to Him. Is always been a great gift of the church. So really, from the beginning, we are adoring our Lord. The disciples did it in person. 
He gave us, so it's understanding of the of his Eucharistic presence is what has led us to a point where we are um, understanding that to sit in his presence, as Father John said, and to adore him is to, is to talk to a friend, is to understand who that is and what he has um what he has done for us to be there. Yeah. Does that make sense? And to think that, again, you, t- you mentioned the development of doctrine and, and St. John Henry Newman spoke at length about this development of doctrine. And it makes sense. Again, when you look just from a, a arithmetic, one plus two equals three, you can kind of see how this stuff works. That of course, the like I have a better understanding of the Trinity than St. Peter did. Sounds arrogant to say it, but I, I have St. Thomas Aquinas and Augustine and people who have had to think about these things where St. Peter didn't have time. They didn't have time to think about it. They were just going. And as this stuff unfolds over time, our understanding of, of Marian doctrines and doctrines of, of the Eucharist, it unfolds over time. Well, yeah, of course, if, if Jesus is present, body, blood, soul, and divinity, and we, why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we do these things? So these things, you know, evolve over time. We have better understandings of them. And, you know, you know, Thomas Aquinas was very, uh, he wrote at length uh, about, Eucharistic adoration and mm-hmm. the the importance of it. Uh, are there saints or anyone anyone come to mind when you think of Eucharistic adoration in the span of the, of the church that come to mind as saints and heroes that were had special devotions to it? Certainly, Thomas Aquinas, okay, yeah. right? Who who wrote um, you know very famous hymns as yeah. a result of that. So that's a yeah. big part of it. Yeah. But you you know you said something you know as as we go that direction, if the if the Eucharist is our source and summit. For us in our life, then understanding the mystery of how that is, is you can spend the rest of your life contemplating that mystery. Mm. So when I'm sitting there in adoration, contemplating the mystery of how Christ makes Himself present there, that's a lifetime full of of um, uh, of moments in front of Christ. So, uh, so for me, you said uh, you asked me saints, so, uh, two saints, many saints, I guess I should say. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas was a big part of, of, of my um, uh, falling in love with adoration. Uh, St. John Vianney, mm-hmm. a big um, uh, Giorgio Frassati, Mother Teresa. Yeah, Mother Pierre Teresa. Giorgio spent an abundance of time Absolutely. in adoration. Yeah. Uh, I have I, I wrote like four, four or five quotes down. Vianney's on there. Uh, I throw myself at the foot of the tabernacle like a dog at the foot of his master, St. John Vianney. That's really good. Uh, and then you mentioned just the, the time spent. Padre Pio said, a thousand years of enjoying human glory is not worth even an hour spent in sweet communion with Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Uh, Mother Teresa could cut off, or I get to some of her quotes later. Um, but a lot of the great saints of our church were fed by this, this you know, it's a sacrament. You're worshiping and you're in the same room in the presence of of the Lord. It, it, similar to any loved one, I mean, the closer you get to be with them physically— it's gonna it's gonna change you. you. That time is important. Spending time, wasting time. The idea of wasting time with God. Well, when you were dating before mm-hmm. you got yeah. married, if you just met once a week on a Sunday, yeah, yeah. with six, with six hundred of your best yeah. you know friends yeah. in, in a big space, how well could you really get to know yeah. her? Yeah, right. Yeah. But when you spend some time intimately with each other, you know, and just have one-on-one conversations, you really get to see a sense of who she is. So um, the the Lord reveals us to us so many things. So for me, I think clearer. There's just a, uh, I'm relaxed. I'm in the presence of he who I love. And then I just ask questions and you listen. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, what we do in adoration yeah. is really very, very simple. And then as, as Father John said, sometimes we just sit in adoration. John, John Vianney, if I can interrupt you real yeah. quickly, John Vianney had a, a, a great incident in which he had, he noticed somebody in his church constantly coming for adoration. And after seeing this man just faithfully come into adoration, he actually went up to him once and said, what is it that you say to the Lord? And he kind of looked at back at the great saintly man, kind of puzzled and he said, I look at him and he looks at me. Awesome. Beautiful. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's right what I'm saying. Deep. Because I think, especially in America in, in 2021, and I am geared this way, and I'm sure a lot of my listeners are, we're task-oriented, we get things done, and I, I am so much of a, you know, I, I'll make lists, I boom, 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 and that's just not what adoration is. Adoration is not going there and trying to accomplish something. That's just not, that's not at all what it is. And it's okay to set a timer with God. Actually, Katie Patrizio said this on my show a couple weeks ago. I tell God, I've got an hour. I'm going to give you an hour once a week at this time. Whatever you need to say to me, or nothing, whatever it is, but this is the hour of adoration. Obviously, I pray every day at certain intervals, but mm-hmm. adoration is a, new, a very particular hour. And I have no agenda. Sometimes, actually, I take it back, and we'll get into this. Sometimes I do have an agenda. Sometimes if I got a talk that I'm going to give or something like that, or mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm th- I, my agenda for that day is, Lord, I'm preparing this talk on X. I'm giving St. Joseph or whatever the thing is. This this show, the questions I want to ask you was done during adoration. That's not normal. It's not all the time, but sometimes there's a, a purpose. So I'll turn to you. W- what do you do when you're entering? Do you have something in mind? What do you? How do you do it? And what, do you, what are your recommendations for our listeners on it? First and foremost, just I think you can talk about your family. Uh, you know, Lord, you know, I'm I'm the youngest of six kids, so I can just kind of go through um, with the Lord who they are, where they are in their lives, what they need, what's happening in their lives. So I can just kind of have a conversation with them, things that I'm concerned about, things that I kind of want to talk to him about, um, for him to you know let him know that I'm I'm concerned. I have a you know a family member who's going into the hospital. Lord, I, I just want to lift them up to you. Um, you can talk about things that work, you know, with him about what's going on with work. I've got a huge presentation coming up this this week uh, or today, Lord. So I just need you to, to bring peace into my soul, so that I can you know, know that you're with me to give me so I give the best effort possible. So it's just our everyday life yeah. and everything that we do. So you're you know, like we talked to with your wife. Yeah. You know, here's here's what I've been um, here's what I'm worried about. Here's what I'm concerned about. Here's um, uh, what I'm grateful for. Here's what are my goals. I can hear people listen to you say that, and so I can just do that in my living room. I can just do that in my living room. Mm-hmm. Your answer to that. Great. Do it. Yeah. In your living room. But there's nothing for me. I, cause I do do that in my mm-hmm. living room. There's nothing like for me to sit in presence of the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it is different. There's is, no other way to just, say it. It is just different. You're it in, just... you're in the presence of, of, of the Lord. If we do truly understand and believe. So it kind of, to me, kind of comes back to that whole mysterium, just to be able to, to sit there and contemplate as I sit there with the Lord in his Eucharistic presence, all that has transpired in history in order for him to, to, to make this happen and available to me. Hmm. So you're just, you're in, and first of all, you're in his house. Right, we always forget the, the beautiful, the beauty of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. To go into that church and his house, and you know, he, there he is, right there in front of you. Uh, it's just, uh, you, I guess, you know, I don't, 
I'm thinking, I'm thinking to myself right now is it's like listening to uh, a song on the on the radio and being able to go to a concert and see somebody yeah. actually do it. Yeah. Now the Lord is like four billion times more <laughs> than that. You know, that's so why I hesitate to go with that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. example. But Listen, every um, metaphor has stopped short of being yeah, right, right. always imperfect. But yeah. so let so uh, two types of listeners. Let's say the listener out there who who maybe hasn't done it before mm-hmm. or is very novice, mm-hmm. and then maybe the one who who does it more and how to get better at it. How does one get good? What do you do? How can I prepare? What should I be bringing? What's kind of adoration 101? Do you think a professional golfer was born a professional golfer? No. 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 They had to. They had to Tiger you know, Woods take... had a really good singing thing, like three years old, though. He did a pretty good swing his whole life. So, you, know? you, you uh, like, like anything, we, you, you exercise that muscle. Mm-hmm. So, um, you just go spend time in front of him. Uh, Matthew Kelly, in his book, Rediscover uh, Catholicism, mm-hmm. is really the reason why I started to do so. Mm-hmm. And he said, just give yourself 20 minutes. Start off with 20 minutes in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And he says, I think that you'll find over time, as these conversations begin and they grow, that you'll find yourself in there for half an hour. you find yourself having to, to tear yourself out of there after an hour. And that's why I think that's just um, going there and don't expect too much. Don't don't um, feel like you like you have to do something, yeah. but just sit in His presence, contemplate the great gift of the Church and the sacraments, and talk to a friend. What do you What do you bring? What do you have in your hands? Anything? I, I do bring my breviary a lot. Okay, because there are times you know. So this has been a, a big part of my life for a while. Yeah. So there's there's times when I'm tired, I'm fatigued, yeah. and I'm it, it's it's like our prayer life. You know, it's kind of kind of dry, yeah. and I don't yeah. feel like I'm really communicating. But I always think at that point in time about that Saint John Vianney, um, you know, uh, story yeah. where I look at him yeah. and he looks at me, and yeah. I just contemplate him, and I just I just feel good. So we actually did a, the last week's show was on the liturgy of the hours. So mm-hmm. you're, you're you spoke very well on that. Um, I I bring a notebook. Father uh, Kautsky years ago said, I always have a, a, a prayer notebook. So whether mm-hmm. it's a thought that God gave you uh, or people you want to pray for, so I can go back to my old notes. Mm-hmm. And so that's actually super helpful to me. If I have Great an idea, idea yeah. um, whether it's an idea from the show or an idea for someone I need to write a letter to, I, I don't ever stop. Like if God says, here's someone I want you to think about, or if I get an idea in my head, I, I just write it down. And so I, ha- I keep you know copious notes uh, in there. I'm not sitting there like a scribe writing stuff the whole time. But I always, I always keep a notebook with me. I bring a crucifix just because of a. I, I pray with a crucifix oftentimes when I have my car. So I bring two things in a, well, a pen, notebook, and a crucifix. I used to bring the breviary in. I don't do it as much anymore, but sometimes I still will. Um, what about bringing a Bible or bringing a book? Do you think that's distracting from prayer, or is that is that where do you where do you go with that? Yeah, I, I'm a. If it's spiritual reading that's leading you to a place of um, you know communion. I, I'm for it. Okay. I quite often, well, I don't say quite often, but I often bring a, a, a Bible with me. Okay. So you'll read a passage, Lexio Divina. Lex, you know, so, yeah. It's a great place to just contemplate yeah. and talk to him about the passage. Yeah, I think, I, I, and this is Tim Jameson speaking to me about this, basically saying, hey, don't go there trying to read through something. If you want the Lord to speak to you through the Bible, obviously the Bible is his word. And so, if, but Lexio Divina, more so than I'm going to read the first five chapters of Mark. Don't just plow through it. It's it's supposed to be a quiet, contemplative time. Uh, and if you go in with this mindset of, I'm going to receive nothing, I'm going there just to give, that's the best possible way you can go into adoration. And to your point, you can't run a marathon without training. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did an episode, gosh, it would have been like eight months, 10 months ago, on the practice of the presence of God and how we are... are 
so wired to have stimulus, you know, and, and, and never turn our brains off that going from a world that's 100% go to 100% off, it's going to take you a while to figure out how to do that. To go to an hour of, of quiet takes some time and time and practice. So your advice is do it. I mean, to, a, to a world that is 100% noise. Yeah, noise. To a place where there is no noise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And it is, it, so it takes time. So give, be patient with yourself. But again, I, I, that Vianney quote that you said, I think is perfect, which is just go, go. And, and he looks at you, you look at him. There's no expectations. It's just time. And you're just giving your time to God. To God, I'm here. I'm giving you 30 minutes or an hour, whatever that time is. Um, I saw on so the sign-in sheet, I saw some lady did three hours from two to five in the morning. I'm like, this woman, I mean, I want to find who this person is. That's incredible. Three hours from... Either she's a holy saint or an insomnia. Oh, right? yeah. I wanted to, yeah. <laughs> Still, three hours is a long time. It's beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And we are blessed in, in Des Moines. We've got multiple opportunities. Many parishes do it uh, scattered throughout. We have perpetual adoration at um, St. Augustine's on 42nd. I believe, where's the other one? Uh, is it Christ the King? There's, Christ the I, King. I, I think it might be Christ one, yeah. the King. Yep. And there might be enough. But so there's at least one or two perpetual adoration chapels. So 24 hours a day, every night. And I, you, you hear the stories of miracles that have occurred and, and huge, just change. You know, God speaking to people and lives being changed through these the, the adoration chapel. And it's 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 real. Well, it's also about um, discipline and obedience in a way too. Right. So our blessed mother shows us that, you know, a, a way to our spiritual growth is is um, spiritual is, is discipline and obedience. Yeah. So I think it's important. Try to be regular with it. Yeah. You know, so this is who it is. So I always do mine in the morning because mm -hmm. it's just it's just the way I, I begin my day. So yeah. I begin my day in contemplation, you know, centering my life on the Lord, having this conversation. Um, that's so my mindset just kind of into the day is relax. I'm now walking throughout my day, you know, after having spent the morning with him. To so come. I spend the morning with the Lord, but that's at my house and not in front of an adoration mm -hmm. chapel. I don't have Wonderful. a time. That said, I, I do have one hour a week that I have scheduled. Yeah. The part. One yeah. thing I would do, now we're getting kind of the, the we have a minute left, so some recommendations. You, they There are times that need to be taken. I mean, I, I think the time after me, the 1 p.m. slot on Tuesdays isn't taken. So you there are. I think there's like 24 slots that still need to be filled up anywhere you go. But I know at Augustine's right now. Um, so find a slot and you don't have to do it. You could do it with you and four friends and then you're going once a month. Or you could try to go once a week. You could set a goal. And then if you can't do it, shoot a note out to some buddies and they might be able to take it. Whatever it is, just just do it. And I firmly believe that if you do it once a month, then you're going to be asking your friends if you can substitute for them for two times a month <laughs> yeah, to three yeah, times a month, yeah. four times a month. Yeah. It's just a, it's an amazing it's amazing how he leads us yeah. someplace of growth. Mm -hmm. now, the more you you get closer to the Lord, the more you learn about yourself. Yeah. And I do that more so than in adoration. Yeah. I just see myself and in my actions that go through my days. I you know my past you know uh, my past what i did this morning or what i did the day before and have these conversations with them um you just you just grow in uh, in, in self-knowledge well father mark thanks for joining me I, i'm gonna have you stick around if you would for the the last segment because i want to have a few final th final thoughts on this but we're gonna head to a short break stick around we'll be right back Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Savage Power. Hi, I'm Teresa from Intervisions, and I want to say thank you to the thousands of women in Central Iowa for trusting Intervisions when it comes to your unplanned pregnancy. And thanks to the supporters who have made it possible for us to serve these patients. During the past 12 months, despite the pandemic, we have served a record number of pregnancy patients at both our West and South clinics. 
Would you like a tour of the clinic? How about volunteering? Give us a call today at 515-440-2273 or visit ivhcare.org. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. My comes you. You're right Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I have coerced Father Mark McGeary to stay here with me for a little bit longer to talk about adoration because we did not have time to get to a very important part of his story, which we, he briefly touched on last time he was on, but the importance uh, and the, the role that adoration played in your call to the priesthood. Would you, would you give our listeners a minute on, on how that played into your call? Uh, God's call to you to priesthood. Well, when you're when you're speaking or contemplating your vocation, right? So I would hope that would be the or this would be a great idea for those who are contemplating the vocation. You know, do I want to go in the religious life or do I want to become married? Do I want to stay the single life? Whatever my vocation in life is, mm-hmm. that is a conversation you should have with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So as my um, desire to learn more about my vocation, really, uh, even though this was late in life, was. You know, we're a better place to have that conversation than in adoration. So during adoration, I'm asking very, very specifically, Lord, if this is something that you really think that I call to, I need some, I need some help. I need, just need to let how, me. How did it help. manifest itself? I mean, in, in what ways were you hearing it? So for me, it, it's all, whenever I hear the Lord, it's just a, it's a real sense of peace that comes over yeah. me. Yeah. So I, I never hear him, um, you know, verbally. Huh. It's just a real sense of this is it just, just fall. Everything kind of falls into place. Huh. And um, and walking away from a career didn't seem so scary. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because I was with him. Yeah. And I'm doing his will. And I think, again, when you get I, I always use the hour as the but that's just for me, it takes a long time for my brain to turn off. And the, the, the longer it takes for my brain to turn off, that once it's off, then God can speak more clearly to me. And I know that just looking at my notes, I'm like, the notes I've made, these are not coming from me. And to your point, if this is, I'll look at that, because that's, that's not something that comes from my brain. That's clearly of God. And so uh, I, I think to your point, you can feel that direction. You can hear more clearly the direction God has for your life. And I think it's just what a great way to end this conversation on adoration that, you know, you, and I, I talk oftentimes about discernment and people actively discerning you did that in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and that's where you understood clearly your vocation story. Yeah. So, well, Father Mark, thanks again for joining me today. Uh, and thank you, listeners, for joining me on Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulus. It is time to man up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness. 